Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. Mamas and daddies, get to the place in your life. Say, I ain't having it. I'm not going to take what the enemy's serving. Can we thank God for these folks back here? Amen. <laughs> for those of you right now, for those of you right now say, oh, he's getting ready to preach. And you're thinking, oh, can I tell you something? That's the Holy Ghost telling you to hush. Woo! Judges chapter 6, verse 21. Thank you guys so much. I'll bring you up to snuff, up to where we're at. Judges 6, the enemy, the Midianites have come. They come every season. For seven years straight, they've came. Gideon and all his family and all of Israel's just been absolutely pummeled. He's threshing wheat by the wine press. He's out of place because of fear. The Lord shows up. Scripture says it's the angel of the Lord. <laughs> he says to Gideon, O thou mighty man of valor. He didn't say, you weakling, you wimp, what are you doing here? As I get started today, I want you to be reminded that while you and others see you where you're at, God sees you where you're going. And all hell wants to keep you from the destiny. This is not some kind of name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. It's not that. When you've got a great purpose, and every one of you have a great purpose in this place, and hell knows it. But God designed you for purpose. God designed you and I for much more than the way you're living and the way you're acting. Turn to somebody and say, I think he's talking to you. I want you to notice I, today, that's really, and I, I know, man, we're getting into this, but this is, the, I really want you to confront, I want God to confront you right there. I know what you've been doing. I know you're out of place. I know things are not right. I know that. But, oh, thou mighty man of valor. Who, me? <laughs> yes, you. Gideon's looking for confirmation. He's looking for confirmation, and he's going to get it. And for some of you in this house today, you're going to get it too. God doesn't raise a weakling. God's not into the business of raising wimps. He's in the business of raising champions. And you're like, who me? I'm the least one in my daddy's house. I'm this and I'm that. Okay. Now, verse 21. Then the angel of the Lord, I believe that to be Jesus, put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand. Judges 6, 21. That was in his hand and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes and the rose up fire out of the rock. Mm. And consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. And when Gideon 
perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for because I've seen an angel of the Lord face to face. And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto you, fear not, you're not going to die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord, and he called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day is yet an offer of the Abyssalites. Let's pray. Father, I love you today. I'm so thankful. And God, just this right now, my tongue is so, it's just way too lame to tell you of just how good and how awesome you are. But God, today, I believe if there's no other person, God, let me get your word today. Let me be jealous enough of your glory. Let me be jealous enough for your glory. God, let me be the one. Let me, God, if there's anybody in this place to get you, I want to be that one. And God, not only today do we have to fight through hell sometimes to get it, but God, sometimes we got to fight other people. But God, today we have tasted of you and we've seen that you are good. God, today there are a few, maybe more than I think, but God, there are people in here that have tasted your glory and they will not settle for God, the religious drink of this culture that it's given. Oh, Holy Ghost, you come in a mighty way. Come in a mighty way. You do what you do. Church, right now, I want you to pray this with me. Listen, just believe with me. That God, right now, I surrender every ounce, every bit of the religious fiber that is in me right now, I surrender to you. And simply to say, have your way. Have your way, God. God, we say America's at a crossroads, but God, we today as the church are at a crossroads. Are we going to serve you or are we going to serve the world? In Jesus' name. And everybody said, hallelujah. Turn to somebody and say, it's time for you to shift gears, man. It's time for you to shift gears. I got a picture, if you could put it up there, so give you an idea of kind of where we're going. What's got to happen with Gideon is that the enemy has come in, and as he's come in, they've, they've been impoverished. They've, all of these things have happened, and Gideon finds himself living in a state of fear. But because of disobedience now, and the enemy has done what he's done, and Gideon is before God. Today, if I could title this message, it would just simply be shifting from fear to faith. Shifting from fear to faith. Gideon has done this, and I, I told you how loosely it represents some of the offerings under the Lord that the young kid or the goat that he had brought, the, the one that he brought represents the, the burnt offering, and, and the grain offering that he brought represented that very thing, and it's seasonal. And then the other thing was that he brought the broth out of that, and, and that represents a drink offering, all of these things before the Lord. And even though it's loose, there's some truth to it. Gideon gets there and the Lord tells him, Jesus tells him, like I said, I believe that's a pre-incarnate Jesus right here. And he tells him, they put it all on the rock. He puts it all out there. And listen, if you want God to move in your life, you've got to put it out there. And I'm not talking about on Facebook. I'm talking about putting your life before God and saying, God, you're wondering why you're so miserable. I know what the reason is. I've lived it. I've done it. I've walked it. I need to tell you that God wants all of you and not part of you. Wow. You just got to put it out there. Friend, I need to tell you today that that takes faith. 
especially when you went through seven years of watching the enemy come in season after season, whether it was the early growing season or the late when the Midianites waited, the enemy just waited. Listen, you've got joy. The enemy seen that you started sprouting joy and immediately the report comes. Or immediately this comes and it tries to steal your joy. Listen, why don't you tell hell that hell can't have your joy because hell never gave you any joy. Tell hell that it's not hell's to take. How many of you know what it means to have joy unspeakable and to be full of glory? When you got joy unspeakable is when it's something more than you getting something for 50 cents that used to be 500. When you got joy unspeakable, it's getting to the point in your life, getting to the point in your life that you shouldn't be raising your hands, but you're raising your hands. Everybody around you is looking you in the midst of death, and you know that you've got life, and everybody's saying you ought to be weeping. You ought to be this. You ought to be that. Can I tell you something? You ought to be that way, but you're not that way because you don't serve the God of this world anymore. You serve Jehovah God. You serve God Almighty. That's when things shift and things change. And all of these things, and he puts it out there, and I get this picture, Eric, I get this picture in my mind that here he is, and I remember that staff, that big, long staff you got me years ago that you made me. I remember that I had that in my mind all week because I've been pondering here, and I can just see the Lord touching that. I can see him touching uh, the the the... I can see him touching what will be the burnt offering. I can see him touching the drink offering. I can see him touching the grain offering. What does all that represent? I can see him touching the things in my life. I can see him touching the flesh. I can see him touching the seasons in my life when I didn't think I was going to make it. I can see hell, or excuse me, I can see him touching the things that I pour out before him. And him consuming every bit of that. There's something here, Carrie, that we've got to look at because when we think about it biblically and whether we're thinking about it in the book of Exodus that when everything was right, when the pattern, when the order and the pattern were right, the glory fell and the fire came down. It didn't come down here. We pray this. We, we pray this. Lord, let your fire fall. What if the fire's already here? Many of you are praying for God's fire to fall. And listen, the real part of this is the fire is not out here. The fire is in here. You've got... The Word of God said the fire did not come down. It came out of the rock. Oh, you want more? And upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Isn't it time for the fire to come out of the rock? Isn't it time for the fire to come out of this church in such a way that, listen, every demon in hell is met, met and matched by a holy fire and not a hellish fire and we can declare that our God is alive, he's real. And listen, God ain't done with you yet. Oh, God, let your fire fall. Oh, God, let your glory fall. Holy Ghost fall. Can I tell you, when the Holy Ghost does, you won't let him get up. The fire came out of the rock. He touches it. I get this vivid picture in my mind. Eric, that he takes that staff and he touches that and fire comes. Fire, the flesh, those three things that represent here to me. The seasons in my life that I wish that I could discard. The seasons in my life that I wish nobody else in this whole world knew about it. And there's some seasons that nobody else knows but only me and God. 
and that fire comes down. Mm, fire comes out. What am I talking about? We need, we need some fire-breathing Christians. I'm going to preach this. Point number one, Kathy. It's time for you to make peace with God. It's time for you to make peace with God. Some of you right now, there's some schism between you and the Lord. It's the way you live and it's what you're doing. I don't know what it is, but you need to make peace with God. When somebody gets close to death, can I tell you? When somebody gets, they said, well, have you made your peace with God? Friend, can I tell you something? Can I tell you right now? None of us know. We're only a half a step away from death. Did you realize that? Well, no, I'm, I'm 16 years old. I got the rest of my life to live says countless thousands that got in the car with another alcoholic teen and they didn't make it home. Says another 18, 19 year old. They said, I got all my, it's just a little bit of dope, but they didn't tell you it was laced with fentanyl. Can we really blame it on fentanyl? <laughs> Boy, y'all quiet. I done made up my mind I ain't quitting. And the real part of this that we get to is that you need to make peace with God today. The Word of God says do those things which make for peace. We should do this, Amy. We should do this in our own life. TG, we should do this in our own life. Listen. Have peace with all men. So much as lies in you. Well, that's where I get off. I ain't got that in me. If you got Jesus in you, sure, that's my out. That's my out right there. See, I don't have that much peace. Then you ain't got that much Jesus. You don't like that, but it's true. What did he say? My peace I give unto you. My peace I leave unto you. Not as the world. Well, I, the only peace I get is when I look at Facebook. Can I, you hate Facebook. When you get off of it, you're mad at everybody. Oh. Who do they think they are? Listen, get out of the clown car, man. You don't fit no more. But everybody's doing it. I don't. Glory to God. By the way, can we thank God for every youngin in this place today? Can we thank God for every child? In, no, can we really thank God? This is, listen, this is Sunday where all the kids, can we thank God for every child in this place today? Can we do this? Can we thank God for all the mamas and daddies and grandmamas that brought them kids to church? Can we thank God for them? Yeah, I'm thankful my mama said, she said, you want to go, first, I told her so many times, first Sunday she said, you want to go with us to church? She said, no, I think I'll stay here and watch some Star Trek. Mom played it off, okay. Next Sunday come around, guess what she didn't say? She didn't say, hey, you want to go, no, what she said, she said, get your clothes on, we're going to church. But mom, start, I don't care what Captain Kirk said. Load up, we're getting ready to leave. It was that Sunday or the Sunday after that, listen, I gave my life to Jesus. Thank God for mamas that don't give you options. That was free. By the way, mamas, keep on praying. Make peace with God. Fire that comes out. Listen, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. Jeremiah 5, 14. Remember, he's the prophet, isn't he, Mike, that he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. 
Before your mom and daddy even knew you, before you were even a baby, before you there was even any presence, before I had a purpose for you. When you begin to see your life and I begin to see my life that way, that I'm more than a person, that I have a purpose. Listen, this is not Joel Osteen. This is not Saddleback Church. This is real life speaking to you right now that God has a purpose for your life. Well, Brother Wayne, I'm not, I can't lead worship like Jenny. I can't preach like Jacob. Stephen, you go down all the list. God didn't create you to be Jenny or Stephanie or Jake or Stephen. God created to be you so he could be authentic in you. So you didn't. Well, Jeremiah 5.14, I'm going to get to my message. Fire come out. We're praying for the fire to fall. You don't have to accept this, but I'm telling you right now, this is a word from me. You're waiting for my fire to fall when the fire's been in you the whole time. Wake up, Dorothy. You've been wearing them slippers? Huh? This is the thing. Listen, when the day you got saved, God entrusted you with something that is the greatest gift of the whole world, and it's not something for you to hide. It is something for you to share. And it is to share. How many of you believe and know you know the love of Jesus? How many of you are sharing the love of Jesus? Man, I want to believe y'all. I want to believe you. Help me, Lord. <laughs> Fire that comes out. Stephanie, this is for you. The word of God says this. Wherefore, thus saith the Lord God of hosts, speaking, this is Jeremiah, the Lord speaking to me, because you speak this word, behold, I will make my words in thy mouth fire, and this people would, and it'll devour them. I'm talking about the presence of God in such a way, Luke, that it burns up the wood, Kathy, that is in people's life. There's times that the Holy Spirit has spoke to you through praise, through a word coming from somebody, and tell me, did it not burn you up? Did it not light you on fire? Somebody, don't think I didn't watch. Somebody may have just seen three Coke cans, RC cans. I didn't. I seen my life. Y'all like, what in the world is he doing? Watch Wednesday night service. Can we thank God for the men of God that preach? Five of you. Your word come forth. And I seen when the word of God began to mess with you. I watched the way that he mixes fire and water. I watched as the fire come out and the water came down. That's when God begins to move. And only in the supernatural can God mix fire and water and wind. Those things that are natural in the natural is the same way that he moves in the kingdom. I'll preach it later. It burnt me up. And my life became as wood. And I'm sitting, I'm sitting a lot of miles away. And I'm sitting there away and I'm hearing it. And I'm like, oh. I turned it off. No, I didn't. That's what most of you do when it gets hot. I'm turning that off. I ain't, he's done offended me. It's probably not me that's offended you. I have that ability, but I will tell you this. You rest assured, the word of God will offend you, but it's not there to kill you. It's there to help you and to heal you. <laughs> I know you don't like it, but when you grow, you'll learn to love it. 
three days of getting the word in here. Lance Johnson coming in, not that he's anybody. He's a nobody to me. But he's a somebody that God can use just like he can use you. And when he spoke that word, I'm like, oh! That's hot. And most of you pull away from the fire. Get in the fire. And let it burn everything that is in you. <laughs> the hotter the better, man. I'm telling you, boy, when that word comes and when it's true, and when that, I'm like, oh, oh, I sense that. I feel that in my life. I need that gone. I need that gone. I'll get there. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wherefore saith the Lord God of hosts, because you speak his word, behold, I'll make my words in thy mouth fire, and this people would, and it shall devour them. I get these little times, I get the little times, I don't know what you call them. They're really big times, but they don't have to be lengthy times that I get with God. He just released something. You know, it's just this. And don't, I don't have, I don't want to explain this all the time. Just ushered into my spirit. He said, just, just heard it just so simple. He said, you got to say that to slay that. My word is powerful, man. My word, when it goes forth, it can't return void. That means this, that when I say devil, you got to go in Jesus' name. He's got to go. But with that comes the requirement to submit yourself, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Listen, you can't be in the pig pen saying, Lord, deliver me and loving the smell and the stink you am. Hello? He said, the people will be like wood. I'm like, God, I would just burn that up in me. And it shall devour me. And boy, Jeremiah the weeping prophet had a word, Jack. And I'll tell you, boy, many people didn't like it. I wrote this down. We need some fire-breathing Christians, not hell-breathing. Get tired or you're going to hell. Is that true? Absolutely. Unless you're born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. That's the word of God. Unless, the man, unless you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And even more than that is death after life or life after death. Even more than it's that, it's seeing it right now. It's seeing it right now. Jeremiah 20, 23, 29 through 30. He says this, is my word not like as a fire? Fire? Have you ever read the word of God and you're just like this? Oh, wow. Let me help you. How many ever have got, you got somebody in your life and they just burn you up? You know what I mean? They just burn you up. Like, oh, look at them. Look at them. They think they know everything. They think they got everything. They got more money and they got sense. They got enough to burn a dead horse, even if it is a Belgian. <laughs> they got all of this. They got all, and they just burn you up. Friend, can I tell you something? That's not their problem. It's yours. It's yours. And you'll continue to let those folks eat you up. And they'll eat you up and they'll devour you. And you'll continue in envy and you'll continue in jealousy. Look at them. Wow. But he said, is my word not like as a fire? Is it not like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces? Therefore, behold, I'm against the prophets, say the Lord. Please hear me. He said, therefore, behold, I'm against the prophets, say the Lord, that steal my words and everyone from his neighbor. I am sick to death. If that's a rightful phrase, I want you to hear me. I am war slick out. Lord, temper my tongue. Temper my spirit. What we're hearing is the 
regurgitated word from so many right now to the point where I'm sick. Well, you know, the mama bird, she regurgitates. What she does, she regurgitates that, that food and she feeds it to the baby. You know what? When you were a child, I understand that. I understand, this. I understand the process, Mercy. I really do. I understand that. But when does the time come in your life that you get a word that somebody don't have to chop up so finely and you start chewing on it? It's like you're pushing back the spinach you don't want to eat. I ain't taking that. And God said, you don't understand. This is what you need. Wipe the mouth off your milk and let's start chewing some meat. Is my word not like a fire? Is it not like a hammer that breaks a rock into pieces? Not like that. He says that and he says this. He's saying, what about these prophets? They're stealing the word one from another. I was asked this question. And I say this so humbly before you. I was asked this question. Where do you get your word? I alluded to it before. Where, where, who, who pours into you? You do. I got some double dippers from the bridge today. I know you need this. Evidently, me and you both need it because we're here twice. That that word that comes, can I tell you something? I said this before, and I'm going to tell you, you will starve. You will absolutely starve and become emaciated in your spiritual life if you keep trying to live off of me. Your little jaws is all drawn in like you're on some kind of meth. I'm so hungry. When I get to heaven, I'm going to be able to dance. Fall down. And you draw, man, you just, you're anemic. I know this sounds really pointed. I'm giving you what I've been getting. So who pours into you? Jenny, you done said it. Somebody done said it. No, Stephanie, you said it. Waiting on the Lord, whoever said it. For those that wait upon the Lord, you're going to renew your strength and you're going to mount up with wings like an eagle and you're going to hide under a rock until Jesus comes. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and they will not grow. And they'll not grow. I'm so tired. You ain't been waiting on the Lord. I'm so tired. <laughs> I know. You had an extra hour of sleep. I want to talk about that before I close. <laughs> Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Where do you get that? I wait. I get a lot of my messages from you. I got a lot of messages. Luke, yeah, I'm sorry. You're on my top five, man. Can I tell you something? You may not mean anything to TikTok, and you may not mean anything to Facebook. And you may be a nobody to everybody else other than your family, but you're somebody to me. You're somebody that spoke to me. 
Maybe it was Stephen last Sunday that said, let me tell you about my Jesus. Maybe it's Jake that when he hears mama prayed, and maybe it's Jake just getting out of his seat today, and I'm thinking maybe Jake ought in more and I'll turn around and look, and there's Jake coming up. Zan Jenny, go pray with your mama. I don't think he had to tell her. I wait in a microwave world in a society, and I'm the most impatient. Amy, am I impatient? You're taking too long. I ain't waiting. No quicker than I get out of here, my mind's on hope group. No quicker than I get out of here, I'm waiting. No quicker than this, I'm waiting. No quicker than that, I'm waiting. No quicker, everything, is just, and you just did, and I'm waiting on the Lord. Sometimes I wait all day. Some days I wait all week. And I remind the Lord, hey Lord, it's five o'clock Sunday morning. Your people's expecting something. It's like the Lord says, I got him again. I'm trying to get rid of every ounce of flesh he's got. And for him to trust in me. I've had the word all week long. But I just wanted you to wait on me. Who pours into you? What do you pour into Ah, you know that this word's going around, that word's going around. There's nothing new under the sun, church. I'm for it, man. I know it. I'm for it. Listen, I am. And listen, a word, that word that's true. And there's some of these words from the prophets, man, that are true, that are real. Absolutely. But I want to remind you right now, I am not against prophecy. I am not against prophets. More a gift than an office. But I'm telling you right now, don't you dare leave this place and say, Brother Wayne's against prophecy because I'm not. Because prophecy is preaching. Prophecy is foretelling in a sense that, listen, I'm a, I can be that today. I can tell you this, that, listen, if you don't give your life to Jesus, hell will be your home. Does that make me a prophet? It makes me true. And that's what we need today in the simplicity of this gospel. Be reminded of this, that prophecy is not something that should lead you. Prophecy should follow you. And all these signs shall follow you according to the gospel of Mark. Stay with me. And then LT, it says this, Therefore says the Lord, I'm against these prophets who steal messages from each other and claim they're from me. Oh, that's popular. I'll preach that. I'll preach that. That's how we retain people. Can I tell you something? If you're having to do something to keep people to stay, they're not yours to begin with. Whether they're God's or not, that's between them and God. But I will tell you right, well, we can't say that. We'll run off every we'll run off everybody that's living a homosexual lifestyle and a lesbian lifestyle. Listen, you can't say that. You cannot say that because if you do, you'll run the rich people off, and then how will the light stay on? Can I remind you right now that God said there let there be light and there'll be light. Can I tell you something? I'd rather run every one of you off and run God in. Because if God, listen, I'm thankful you're here. Turn to somebody and say, he's really glad you're here. I am, I'm thankful. I'm not trying to run you off, but I need to tell you right now, more than you being here, if God ain't here, nobody gets saved, nobody gets changed, nobody gets healed, nobody gets delivered. But when God is in the house, somebody say, when God's in the house. 
No, somebody say when God's in the house, people get changed. Wow. You're already forgetting the message. How do you know that? Are you a prophet? No, I know people. No quicker. No quicker than you start as soon as the altar call comes. Some of you are like, get the keys, baby, get the keys, baby, get the keys, baby. If you would get that tore up about coming to church and staying in church, there ain't no way. jangle my change. Maybe the preacher will know that means it's time to quit. (laughs) I'm believing for a different kind of change than you are. Where do you get this word? Who pours into you? Who pours into you? Man, I tell you, you're talking about getting distraught. Amy, is it true? How distraught do I get? She don't even ask me anymore. What's wrong with you? She look at me and I said, I'm waiting. Why? It's not that I have a direct line to heaven. It's not. I don't have a different line than any of you do. But I'm going to tell you something right now. I have to hear from God. This world is an absolute mess. And I'm tired of trusting Republicans and Democrats. And by the way, get out and vote on Tuesday. Oh, hold on. You can't do that, Pastor. Yes, I can. Get out and vote. Get out and vote and vote the Bible. Well, I can't do that. I got blue blood. I got red blood. Can I tell you something? Vote his blood. It's a shame, isn't it? That we got to vote the lesser of two evils in anything and everything. Wouldn't it be awesome? I'm going to say it again. I said it a few weeks back. I think some of you heard it. Some of you are like, I don't remember. You don't remember. Well, maybe shush. Wouldn't it be awesome to have two incredible candidates? Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it really be awesome instead of saying, well, they believe this, they do that, this is this, and this is that? Wouldn't it be awesome to have two incredible people to say, man, this is a hard choice? <laughs> because they're both incredible. <laughs> Y'all are like, he needs to go on vacation and stay on vacation. Pray for him, man. What did he say? In verse 31, I'm getting close. He said, I'm against these smooth-tongued prophets who say this prophecy is from the Lord. Listen, this is from the Lord. Can I tell you, most of the prophecy that I get from the Lord and most of the word that the Lord speaks to me, when I say that through the Holy Spirit, even through you, most of it is not like, you're going to be a millionaire. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You're just going to. I usually get that straighten up stuff. Okay. Well, you can't build a church like that. You can't. I'm not here to build your church. I'm not here to build my church. I want to be part of him building his church in these last days that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I really am. And I'm having, listen, church, I'm going to be very candid and very transparent with you. I am absolutely, I'm at the point right now to where God is absolutely flipping most everything of my theology. You're saying, Brother Wayne, you're much too candid. Can I tell you what will happen when you get real with God? You'll turn, listen, he'll turn you inside out. If you've got envy, you'll show envy. Oh, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) No, you won't, and you won't be changed. Let me get to the point. 
And by the way, I'm going to tell you this right now. I know this is a G-rated room, and I understand that, but can I tell you something right now? You don't have to undress in front of everybody. Thank you. I'm going to preach that. Because what a lot of you are doing is undressing yourself on Facebook, and you're bearing your feelings and not your faith. What you're doing, you're putting it out there, and you become a mockery, not just to yourself, but to the kingdom of God. Somebody told you that you could just undress. You're not in a safe place when you're on the internet. You're not in a safe place when you, you're not. (laughs) Turn to somebody and say, he needs to say that again. Thank you, I will. You're not on a safe place. In a safe place. Quit undressing. Quit undressing. Hope groups, I love them. People get in there, you know, and it's a tight-knit group, man. It's one of those groups people just bear their heart. They bear their life. They understand that. They bear it. But people don't run out. Man, I can't wait to get on Facebook and say, boy, sister, I don't sue if you're here. I just, not that sue. Not even sue. This is sue. Just sue. Sue's here. Oh, did y'all hear what? Did you hear what Sue said? I can't wait to put that on there. Y'all pray for a sister I got. I won't mention her name. Yes, I will. Her name is Sue. Pray for her. Undress in the presence of the one that already knows and sees everything about you, that knows every blemish, that knows every scar, that knows what gets under your skin because he sees what's under your skin. He knows what you hide, and he knows that when people say something, you're like, oh, he sees it. Amen. And undress. In his presence. I'm hurrying. I'm against these smooth tongue prophets that say this prophecy is from the Lord. I'm against these false prophets. 32 NLT says their imaginary dreams are flagrant lies that lead my people into sin. I did not sin or appoint them or they have no message at all for my people. I, the Lord, have spoken. What would a prophet a man to gain the whole world, to gain the whole church? What would a prophet, a man, a preacher, a praise team, or anything to gain a big church only to find that they've got 500 or 5,000 phonies and one day the trumpet will sound and maybe even the preacher himself will be left. I need to stop and smile at y'all. <laughs> Verse 21, would you go back there with me? I'm about done. The Word of God says in LT, and the fire flamed up from the rock. Fire come down or fire come out? On the day of Pentecost, fire came down and it set upon the tongues of 120 people. And we get hung up on the tongues. We get hung up on this. We get hung up on that. And you know what? It's just another, it's just another ploy of the enemy. Another way for the church to fight. Can I tell you how you really know if you got the Holy Ghost? Is when you don't even, when you don't just say you love people, you show people. And you care. Here's where I'm at. 
I got a lot more and I ain't even going to get close. And the fire flamed up from the rock consumed all he brought. Say all he brought. What's the problem today? Why do you and I, why do we keep dealing with recurring sin? It's because 10 years ago, five years ago, every how many years ago, mercy, we had all this that right then the Lord told us, said, give me every bit of that. Now I'm speaking to you in particular. <laughs> By the way, if I ever call your name when I'm preaching, that doesn't mean I'm necessarily preaching about you or to you. It's just a point of reference. I want to, okay? Somebody like, you're always preaching on me. Mm-mm. I'm bearing witness. The reason these things recur in your life is because the Lord told you. He told us, Ethan, deal with that. Five years ago, he said, deal with that. You had pride five years ago, and there was an opportunity that you had, Whitney, to come before the Lord. He said, you've got that. You didn't. Come on. You didn't. For the past five years, friend, I need to tell you that it's not stayed the same. It's grown. And this leaven that was once a small small spot in your life, now it's spread. And now that pride of life has not just went from your head, it's went to your heart. Oh my goodness. And now your heart's so foul. And now you're wondering why you're stepping over other people to get to the job, to get to this, to get to that. You're wondering why I'm tithing just to get something back from God. This is the point, Amy, where we shift from fear to faith. You said he's been 30 minutes just to get to this point. Y'all like, oh, shift, pastor, shift. Because faith, oh, I know that God's not giving me the spirit of fear. You're still hung in the fear gear, right? God's not giving me the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Oh, I'm going to shift out of that. Before you shift from first to fifth, or you shift from fear to faith, you've got to shift from fear to fear. Preach that, I will. What he did, all the seven years, he had been afraid of what the enemy was going to do. His fear shifted off of the enemy. When the Lord touched it, Stephanie, when he touched that, he said, He just consumed the burnt offering. He just consumed the grain offering. He just consumed that. He just licked all that up. He just did, right, Steve? He just did that. You know what he says? I'm next. If he could do that to that, I'm next. When you get before God and you knock people out of the way to say, God, I want to be next. I want you to burn the flesh out of my life. I want you to burn the seasons out of my life. Pour me out. Alas, oh, oh, Lord God, alas, oh, Lord God, what you did to them, no, God, don't stop with him. He gets to the point, he said, I've seen God face to face. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God emotionally. Well, I'm afraid of what Hamas is doing. I'm afraid of all them other, all, you're afraid, oh, you're afraid of everything. And you go from fear to fear in the natural. Well, I'm afraid of this. I got a sniffle. I'm afraid I got COVID. I've got this. I've got that. Can I tell you something? Stop. Quit going from fear to fear. Quit building the bridges of what if. 
Can I tell you some of the stuff you're what ifing about might happen, could happen, possibly, I don't know, but I will tell you this. Let me tell you something that I know is going to happen. We're going to die, and where we spend eternity is up to you and I right now. Shift from fear to fear. What did he do? He shifted from the fear of the enemy to the fear of God. Remember what he did, brother. Remember what he did because he comes before the Lord and he says, you know what, Lord? If it was really you, then why is all this befalling us? Remember where we were before? Why has all this happened? Why has the enemy come in? Why this? Why that? Right? If he's who he says he pardon the rest of you, I've heard all these stories all of my life. And all that the Bible has ever been is a story until you and I decide, Bob, to come face to face to God. And say, I don't want status quo anymore. I want it. What did he do, Amy? The Lord consumed all he brought. Charlie, 20 bunch of years. For years, I've seen people come to the altar and leave what they needed to bring right there. I'm talking about the stuff you got tucked away that nobody knows about. Huh. I'm talking about the sites you've been, not the parasites. I'm talking about the sites. I'm talking about the things you do in darkness that you think nobody else knows. Why is this coming now? Bring it all, church. Don't leave that behind. Why can I go? Because, you know, well, pastor, help me. Bring your fear. Bring your doubt. Bring it. And lay it down. All of it. Listen, did he burn it all or not? He burnt all he brought. Praise him, will you come? Wow. And the Lord, and I just slowed down to get it all right. The Lord come up out of the rock or the fire came up out of the rock and it consumed all he had brought. He won't consume what you don't bring. And by the way, I'm having that conversation with him now. And then look what happened. The word of God says, and the angel of the Lord disappeared. When he shifted from the fear, he took it off of the Midianites and he put it on God and he said, oh man, you are so worthy to be worshipped. I'm not going to fear what man can do to me. Guys, I'll tell you, I've got a heavy message, man, on the inside of me right now. If I look heavy today, that's why. I'm going to bait you a little bit to tell you this, that in my prayer time this morning, the thing is, is that I know we should be standing with Israel, but Israel needs to stand with God. That's not working for you. But I don't need a political God. 
I've got a lot to give you that is as real as anything that I've got lately from the Lord. I'm going to say that again because I want it to be clear. Any nation that forgets God, the same will be turned into hell. This includes the United States of America. Quit looking for the United States of America in the Bible and start looking for Jesus. Okay? Well, i got to study Revelation. I'm for it, and I'm going to. I'm going to do more. I want to know more. Okay? I do. And the reason I want to know more is not so I know it all. I just want to know more so I can give you more. That's fair. I'm going to study to show myself approved unto God. Okay, I do. But friends, I need to tell you something right now. That everything that we're seeing right now is, is, is the spirit of the Antichrist. Much of it is. I need to tell you that. But right now, I need to tell you, I'm going to stand with Israel. But it's the God. The God. Because I'm going to tell you something. There's, some, there's mo- so much more to this that I don't have time to tell you. And it's heavy. And the really tough thing for me is it's Judges 6 where I'm at right now. Disobedience. We talk about a breach. Let me stay here for a minute. I'm going to have to clarify. This is the thing. Well, how could this happen? Uh, Israel intelligence was above anything else. Listen, they had this, they had that. And they, what, what is that? Uh, what, what is their uh, intelligence? What's it called? Their, their, it's not like their FBI. It's something. It, it ends in odd, doesn't it? Anyway, all right, I'll wait. Huh? Mossad. Listen, if they would trade the Mossad for the ephod and get back to the presence of God, How could this have happened? Because of disobedience. There's more to that. You know what happened? Gideon sees that, the fire of the Lord come. Ben puts a real fear in him. I'm going to serve God. (laughs) And then, Amy, this is what got me. Kathy, point number two. Write it down. Where'd you go, God? Where did you go, God? Kathy, I'll send you my notes. No quicker than, even on your way to the car, you're already forgetting about the time in here. Am I right, Alicia? Yes or no? Was that true? Yes or no? Did that word that come forth, did it start burning the wood in you? Was it true? No, you, you know where I park. I park so I don't get backed up. <laughs> where did you go, God? This is the point. How many of you, if you see me right now, raise your hand. Okay. You see me? How many of you can see me now? If you can hear me now, say hallelujah. You don't see me, but you can hear me. Well, I just seen the Lord move in church. I just felt him. 
I just seen him saved, but the Lord departed. When you leave here, the problem is this. You are looking for the tangible. You are looking for the feel. You are looking for the face. But even though you couldn't see him, this is when we start walking by faith, not by No quicker, the enemy will attack you. Listen, he'll be just like a, an old crow, just like a vulture that's waiting to steal the seed, Charlie. No quicker, on the way to the car, he's going to do anything that he can to get any seed that God has tried to release to you. Because hell don't want you to grow. Well, I don't know that that's true. Hello, come on in. And it comes in and it tries and it is and there's a little vulture coming in for your religious carcass. And no quicker than we, it's not my word, but no quicker than we even, even the thought of that piano plan. I'm going to go too. But even when I don't see him, I still feel him. And I hear him. Where's Jake? Oh, you're holding the back. Is he trying to sleep? Watch this. He'll finish this. So I want you to finish. You've heard this before. Do what you do. Say it. Do what you do. Do I have to be around you for you to hear that and hear my voice? Nope. In times in your life, when I wasn't around, have you heard that? Yes. When you didn't see me, when you didn't feel me. Yes. I've tried to outrun him. I've tried to outlast him. I've tried to leave him, and man, I'm telling you, He's like heaven's hound, man. The Holy Ghost is like heaven's hound that sniffs the places out where I'm at, Casey. He said, I'll see where you're at. I'll see you in that cave of isolation. I'll see you. I'll see you the way nobody else does. And that precious Holy Ghost, that hound of heaven that hunts my soul day after day. I can't tell you how many times that the Holy Ghost has drugged me like an old dog. This drug is just like my St. Bernard just finding somebody buried in the snow of life or whatever and just pulls me out. That's my God. Hey everybody, just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged.